Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to have so much fun today because we're going to be talking about a variety of subjects. We're just going to kind of let the conversation flow where the conversation might flow. So this really is going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, and, and so please join me in welcoming Jonathan Tuttle to our program today. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Great. Well, Jonathan is a renaissance man. He's doing multiple things and he's one of those <gasps> dreaded millennials, right? I hate it when people say they don't like millennials because now granted the millennials that I'm in contact with are entrepreneurs. They are people like you who make a lot of the rest of us look lazy. Let's just be honest about that. Um, but yeah, I love millennials. Millennials have so much drive and so much passion. And, and you know, it's just great being able to talk with millennials. So let me tell folks just a little bit about you, Jonathan, and then we'll jump sure. into this. So Jonathan Tuttle is the founding director of the digital marketing agency, Revenue Ascend, which was selected as one of Chicago's most inspiring stories by Chicago Voyage magazine. They are trusted by small businesses to celebrity brands using their powerful lead generation and conversion systems, omnipresence and intent-based branding, marketing automation and follow-up, dynamic call tracking, detailed analytics, along with an unmatched client support. Jonathan is also the fund manager at Midwest Park Capital, a private real estate investment firm providing accredited investors with exclusive access to high yield investment in the mobile home park vertical. We're definitely going to talk about that because that sounds very interesting. <laughs> Their fundamental strategy is to assemble a diversified portfolio of low risk, high cash flow mobile home park assets with the goal of delivering capital preservation, constant quality cash on cash income paired with equity growth. Jonathan previously served as the president of the Midwest for Yale Realty and Capital Advisors. Recently, he was selected as a contributor to Forbes magazine in the Forbes Real Estate Council and has been featured in over 35, now 36, national <laughs> podcasts. Jonathan was selected by Habitat for Humanity Youth Board as one of the top social media influencers in Chicago. Also, he was selected by the prestigious Cranes Chicago Business and Fox News Chicago as the best-dressed Chicagoan, which made me very nervous as to what I was going to wear today. <laughs> Wanting to create more value, he attended the program on negotiation for senior executives at Harvard Law School. See, I told you he was very busy. But in his spare time, Jonathan gives back to local charities and has sat on numerous boards of directors and nonprofits. So again, Jonathan, holy schmoly, I got tired just reading all of that. Um, so welcome. Welcome. I love this. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Well, one of the things that I always like to hear about from my guests is how they got started and how they got to where they are today and discovered that this is, at least for right now, your passion in life. 
Sure. I think it all started when I was a kid. I think I had that entrepreneur drive as a little kid. Um, I remember as being like little, I don't know what age, uh, probably four or five ish. Mm-hmm. I'd have a little red wagon. I'd go door knocking mm-hmm. down everyone's like on the street and I would sell mm-hmm. them rocks or flowers. You were the pet rock guy. <laughs> yeah, I'd take it from our yard and I'd sell it to neighbors and I'd take that money to Toys R Us to buy whatever toys I wanted. And nice. then fast forward a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I did uh, the time in Becca magazines, they'd have like, mm-hmm. you could, you know, basically they'd have advertisements for, uh, cards you'd sell like holiday cards thank right, you cards right. so i go mm-hmm. door knocking mm-hmm. to everyone in mm-hmm. entire areas and then mm-hmm. i just sell the cards and i take that money you know as my cash money mm-hmm. and then i got older probably like 10 or 12 i would do shoveling driveways so i always found mm-hmm. ways to like basically provide value and mm-hmm. learn what it is to make an income and go buy what i wanted to buy so i think it started first early on mm-hmm. in that regard so a value of hard work which some mm-hmm. kids like you said millennials some millennials think it's too easy but I'm at the very end of it. I look younger than I am. I'm starting to gray hair now, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> plus I'm middle. It's like you can't even go to like the sh- get haircuts now nowadays. Yeah, I know. COVID is just really throwing a wrench into a lot of things. Yeah. So some of these like it's getting a lot of control here. But uh, and then uh, fast forward to early 20s, I worked at BB. Uh, ended up being the number one seller in the country for that. Uh, and then I knew that I was transitioning over at e-commerce and then also growing up, my dad was a real estate developer contractor mm-hmm. and that's what mm-hmm. I ultimately wanted to be mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, but it was mm-hmm. kind of a segue. I had a nice run there. I made a nice, you know, six figure income for your mm-hmm. first job out of, you know, out of college is great. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad. So, but I knew there was more. So mm-hmm. went to get in real estate and then I signed my dad mobile home parks. We saw that from the 2000 he got his first park in 2006 mm-hmm. from that and he sold in 2011 i mm-hmm. saw that was the number one of all the real estate you know we had different other real estates mm-hmm. assets it was the only one that performed well mm-hmm. so we know like the housing crash and everything else it mm-hmm. did double you know double the value mm-hmm. actually almost two and a half value mm-hmm. so once i saw that i'm like i want to get in that niche mm-hmm. and then also at the same time i start you know technologies like when your podcast came out he said mm-hmm. about 2011 i just saw that's coming really fast mm-hmm. so I really got, you know, head first into like, you know, mm-hmm. social media marketing. So I just kind of combined my two passions mm-hmm. and now they're vertically integrated together, basically. Great. I love it. Well, you know, in, in your intro, we mentioned the fact that, that you're the founding director of Revenue Ascend. And it was, you know, it, it was selected as one of Chicago's most inspiring stories. Why was that? That made me very curious. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the media sometimes like the hype stuff up, but uh, I think the, I think as a fact that we have like an all-star team, we're all local, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with marketing agencies, the biggest problem is now like it's open a marketing agency, mm-hmm. like over the weekend, they watch one course, they're basically a charlatan. Mm-hmm. I was doing it 2011, 12. I did a lot, you know, like I said, the charity boards, mm-hmm. I was doing the marketing for a lot of nonprofits mm-hmm. to grow. Great that. experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I was saying that, you know, I did the minutes, mm-hmm. uh, learned how that process worked, but I also, they were, it was so new at the time. And remember back then organic was pre ads, like everything mm-hmm. is ads now. That's right. how the companies grow. Mm-hmm. But uh, before when you actually post something, you could actually, you know, post something and like everyone would see it. Now yeah, you most, most of like, your fans, your followers or whatever, yeah. they would see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's like one out of every like 500 people see it. <laughs> if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. If you're lucky. I mean, it's gotten to the point now where like, I don't even want to post because I'm like, I see the view counters and I'm like, mm-hmm. I've seen the transition from 2011 mm-hmm. right. 12. I post something. I could be sitting next to Michael Jordan. Like, mm-hmm. hey, Michael and I had, you know, we're talking about next charity event. And it'd be like 30 mm-hmm. people see it. I'm mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me? Right. It was Michael Jordan, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally that bad. Or I put five bucks on it and I could have mm-hmm. like a couple thousand people see it. So mm-hmm. it's all about paid now, but 
that's when I that's when I first started getting involved with the digital side of it. And right. going back to your question, I think it was just basically I was really doing a lot of charity work, mm. and that's why I kind of tied mm-hmm. back in. I was doing digital marketing mm-hmm. and charity work, and we did really high level. You know, I was really kind of a face. Mm-hmm. People knew me from all the different charity events. Mm-hmm. I had my dog's uh, homeless dog event every. Mm-hmm. I haven't done the last couple of years, but I did it for about five years in a row. Mm-hmm. Where we get a very popular venue on the River North. River North, if you're from Chicago, if you're not from Chicago, it's like you always see the picture of the skyline, the river, mm-hmm. and it's like right, all the beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like the prime downtown, mm-hmm. right next to Michigan Avenue. Mm-hmm. So we would have like a restaurant allow us to throw a dog. We get a one day permit. Mm-hmm. They have dogs in the event, and then mm-hmm. we do where we rotate different you know, animal hospitals or, you know, dog charity events. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of, that all kind of tied into Wonderful. it. Mm-hmm. Great. I love it. You know, <clears> and, and you mentioned your work with, with nonprofits, whether we're paid or whether we're just volunteering. I always tell people, you know, especially if you're just volunteering, it's such a fabulous way to get experience. Um, you know, I, I work with a lot of college kids who are, you know, just getting out of college and they're like, I have no experience. And I said, then you go and you volunteer, yeah. you know, and now granted right now, because we're in COVID, <laughs> it does make that a challenge, yeah. but you know, okay. The world's going to go back to normal at some point. We're going to be able to go back to, to building homes, to, you know, hosting events, to be doing all of these things and serving as a volunteer is an absolutely fabulous way to get that experience, you know, and, and be honest, tell them, Hey, you know, I've never done this part, but I'm, I want to learn. You know, plus, you know, and, and as as you found out, it's an absolutely fabulous way to make some really great connections. Yeah, exactly. And I think the, what it comes down to what you alluded to, uh, first, get your credibility. I was younger. That's when I first got an entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So that kind of got me understanding what mm-hmm. the end work is, like you're saying, because you don't learn from not doing the work. You learn right. from executing and having mm-hmm. mentors mm-hmm. and you have obviously courses and education. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I got to like Chicago is a big culinary mm-hmm. city, one of the top in the right. country, New York, mm-hmm. New Orleans, obviously wine country, mm-hmm. uh, California. So we have all these celebrity chefs. I get to hang out with them. Like when I go to the restaurants, I get, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm taking a date out or whatever, I get, you know, at the fanciest restaurants, mm-hmm. I get hooked up and get a better mm-hmm. experience. And then sometimes people are like, how does he get like a line scap or whatever it is? Right. All these like little perks. Mm-hmm. And it was a hundred, like I did it for, there was no salary or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was just more because I wanted to, you know, grow it. And I want mm-hmm. to learn, you know, the industry a little bit, but yeah, I got to meet some pretty cool people. And then uh, that's what started me into the dog, doing my dog events. I thought, you know, I'm really passionate about homeless dogs and mm-hmm. dogs in general. So I thought that'd be kind of cool right. to kind of right. do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and it, you know, it, it's not just celebrities. It's, you know, when you're meeting the business people, I mean, that's right. for, for me, that's always been one of the things I was asked many, <clears throat> many years ago to, to be on the board of what at that point was known as the Denver Buff Club. Not buff as in no clothes, buff as in Buffalo. Um, so the University of Colorado, because mm-hmm. we're the, the the buffs. And so I was asked to serve on that board. And they were really honest with me at that point in time. Now, this really was 25-ish years ago. They wanted a woman because they didn't have a single woman on their board. They wanted somebody younger. I was was obviously much younger. and <clears throat> But more importantly, I had a big PR background. Sure. And so I could help with the marketing. Now, you know, it was part of the university. So it's not like they didn't have resources, but you know, it was, it was a great way for me to do that. And so what did I do? I looked at who the other members were and I went, Ooh, those are people I want to meet. Um, you know, and, and I mean, 25 years later, 
I'm still connected with those people. I actually still volunteer. I just volunteer here in Atlanta for the university. But, you know, it's it, whether you're volunteering for a university or, you know, a nonprofit or something, it is a great way to, to meet people, not only that are your peers, but people that, you know, you might never be able to meet yeah. just in, in everyday life. And again, it gets you fabulous experience. And most importantly, it really should make you feel good. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, uh, nowadays, everyone gets the endorphins, mm-hmm. you know, the rush, you know, just by posting something like, uh, hey, help my, my birthday is coming up, mm-hmm. help this charity out. And it's like, they've mm-hmm. spent two seconds. Right. Actually, do something a little more meaningful. Like if right. you're adamant about helping, you actually go out there and, you know, take some weekends off, take mm-hmm. some nights off, you get to meet the connections anyway. And then you actually, you know, you actually really right. help people instead of just posting mm-hmm. something. Yeah. 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 You know, posting the Facebook link, it's, you know, it, it, it does raise a lot of money. We're not, you know, but, but right. it's the cheating way. I'll go ahead and say that it's the cheating way. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and again, it is hard right now to be volunteering, but, you know, also be thinking about other things that you could do. You know, you might really love that organization. So maybe they need help stuffing envelopes right now, or, you know, there's, there's so many things that you can be doing. And, and now the really cool thing is it it's, you know, yes, it is done virtually, but it's also, you know, I mean, you can be picking organizations that you're not anywhere close to in proximity and volunteering for them. And because of technology, because of everything, you know, unless you're, you know, the boots on the ground type of, you know, having a hammer, you know, or, or put up signs or do something. I mean, yeah. you can virtually volunteer anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And uh, kind of for Revenue Send this year, about to launch it, uh, a new offer and what we're going to do, because I have so many projects going on. I'm, it's all about streamlining efficiency mm-hmm. and automation and having some, you know, some labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing HVAC, uh, basically, edu- like it's kind of a, a mixture of what we'll set up the ads for, mm-hmm. you know, there's 200, there's 115,000 approximately mm-hmm. HVAC and 110 something, 15,000 plumbing. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to basically have an offer. We come in, we set their ads up mm-hmm. and a traditional marketing agency, they want to have the retainer, you know, 2,500, 3,000 a month for mm-hmm. next year or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And sometimes the average client stays four or five months, mm-hmm. typical industry average, but we're going to charge like four or five months up front, mm-hmm. set them up, and then we'll give mm-hmm. them an cr- educational curriculum. Mm-hmm. They'll have access to our graphic designers. Mm-hmm. So they can change the, out their designs. Mm-hmm. We'll have uh, like a teachable account mm-hmm. where they can log in. Here's the newest mm-hmm. you know, algorithm changes. And then we set them up and then they don't have to pay for any more, like, you know, basically right. people sign oh, up the right. Facebook ads. And one of the things we're going to say and right. levels, but people think, it's trade school. Well, I'm sorry. Where would we be if we didn't have those people who have been trained right. to do that? Especially when, you know, like like the, the the poor folks in Texas, you know, whose water pipes have all broken. I mean, all sorts of things. I mean, oh, that, yeah. the, the plumbers down there, you know, bless them. They're going to be working 24 hours a day for many days. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, that's, that's yep. one of the things that we just in general, we always want to encourage people to be thinking about trade schools. Do they want to go on and do something more? Well, maybe. You know, maybe they want to get a business degree because they're opening their own HVAC place or, or something like that. But you know, it's yep. it's it's obviously a great thing. And you know, they can be working, you know, whether it's full-time working, doing apprenticeships, all those various things, while they're doing, you know, maybe going back to school, all of those other things. So great. That's that's a yeah, wonderful exactly thing. Yeah, exactly. Alluded to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a huge shortage of it. 
uh, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank said, if you want to get rich, become a plumber. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he literally said, yeah. if I mean, it breaks, it's $500, a thousand for like 10 minutes from then to walk in. And like, mm-hmm. and they always have special tools to shut mm-hmm. it off. It's like, oh, this tool that you can't even get at the hardware mm-hmm. store. It's purposely done. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Obviously. And, but. and just like anything, you know, they, they use words to describe it where we don't know what it is. So we think, oh, we, yeah. you know, we, we needed that hooky bottom thing to, to turn the water off when really, you know, a wrench would have done, but, um, but, but yeah, it's, it's something that, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the trades, I mean, they're definitely um, something, I mean, you know, I, I remember now, you know, granted I am a lot older when, that really was something that was very strongly encouraged was to go into the trades because yep. it was it was a great source of, of revenue, of income. And in in most cases, it's something that is always needed. Um, you know, I have a friend yep. right now who is currently studying the mortuary business, which we all kind of went, okay. Um, Busy right now. Yeah. And, and something that will COVID. always be needed. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, and um but and but you know she is somebody who is very empathic. Um you know she's it, she's going to be wonderful at it. But um yeah, I mean that was just that's kind of one of those things. I mean it's it's one of those jobs that will always be out there. Yeah, and everything's changing with technology. Like mm-hmm. companies now they can see they could downsize and limit some people if they're working from home and if they're not working as much, they could downsize the hours, so you're going to be making less. Mm-hmm third world countries like the Philippines, India have really, really good talent, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like in tech, like technology wise, right. India is really good, like mm-hmm. really good in anything technology, mm-hmm. even Google's opening like a big mm-hmm. office out there or right. already has. And then also the Philippines where they know how to do everything online mm-hmm. besides just doing virtual assistants, mm-hmm. they do a lot of stuff and they work, you know, from right. eight at night mm-hmm. to like six in the morning. So those mm-hmm. jobs, people can pay for the same or better talent for one third mm-hmm. the price mm-hmm. and not, you know, benefits like that so right. you can see a lot more of that mm-hmm. happening to degrees and then with the trades you also have the fact there's many ways you could do it you could be working within a couple of years and, you, and there's a shortage of jobs every time i talk to hvac owners they're like well we could grow up but then i don't even have i don't even have enough people to fill the jobs right. <laughs> it's that bad because you can't outsource that <laughs> right, exactly which gives you security for the next mm-hmm. 10 15 years technology is not going to replace it mm-hmm. and on top of that some of these like baby boomers, any niche where majority of business owners are baby boomers. And eventually mm-hmm. 80% of businesses typically don't sell. They get handed down to their kids. Sometimes the kids don't want it. They rather cash mm-hmm. out. But if you've been working there for 20, 30 years, these are the second or third person and have access to maybe, hey, do seller financing. Mm-hmm. I'll transition mm-hmm. over. I'll keep your legacy. Yep. Now you're an owner of the business. And then, or there's another angle too, while you're working way up, I've seen this before. If you're doing HVAC or plumbing and you're doing install, like for like a restaurant or bar, mm-hmm. I've seen sometimes say, like, hey, I'll do the labor for free, but mm-hmm. I want a little percentage equity of the right. business. Right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, a big full build down mm-hmm. is like 30, 50,000. Mm-hmm. Like, give me a small percentage equity of cash flow. And now you have a percentage of that. You do a couple mm-hmm. of those. Now you have passive income while right. you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. So there's different ways to kind of structure mm-hmm. it. Right. Right. I love it. I love it. You know, and and it really is about, you know, you took that negotiating class, clearly. Um, it's, it is about... <laughs> how you can negotiate the deal. I mean, you know, and, and clearly there are times where <coughs> the price is the price is the price. Um, yeah. But, you know, so many times you can negotiate. I still remember, you know, it, my, my husband is one of nine and oh. one of his brothers, we all joke that, that he still has the first nickel that he ever earned, you know, tightly clenched in his little fist <laughs> and, and he negotiates everything. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, so he, and he is a pipe fitter. 
Um, you know, so back to the, the trades, he is a pipe fitter and, but we had, you know, but he's also a plumber, you know, and, and so we'd had something at the house that, you know, needed, needed him to, to come and work on. And so, you know, he hands me the little part and sends me off on my merry little way to Lowe's to, to get the little part. <laughs> I came back with a little part and he says, and I mean, it was the same part. I mean, you know, it was, it was just a non-broken version and, you know, and, and he said, well, how much did you pay for it? I, I mean, it wasn't a lot, but he was just mortified that I had not negotiated. And I'm like, I bought one of them at Lowe's. I don't think they were going to negotiate. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it is something for business owners to really be thinking about, and especially maybe right now, because of the pandemic, things have, have switched. You know, we've, we're having to, to operate differently. For many people, their cash flow really is, you know, it is taking a hit. You know, yes, there are PPEs, there's there's all sorts of things, but if you can work out trades, if you can work out barters, all of those various things. Now, that said, there might be some legal ramifications, so check with the people on those things. Um, your accountant is probably one of the best people to, to ask about that, but, you know, it's, it, it is you know, a great time to be thinking about that, and, and you know, maybe, maybe you need a new roof, and it's someone, you know, someone like you, you own a marketing company, and you can say, hey, we'll do a new website for you, Yeah. That might might be perfect. Now you know, always get everything written down and you know all those terms. But um, but yeah, I mean, now is is a, a fabulous time to be thinking about alternative ways to to pay. Yeah, just being creative. It's really business comes down to more. The more creative are, you could create your own solution. Mm-hmm. So uh, one thing we're like I'm looking to do is acquire like three HVAC companies in the next mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And like I said, just like alluded to, like the baby boomers are going to retire. And then we could use, it's called a special purpose vehicle. It's a legal document, which you mentioned. Mm-hmm. We could actually acquire assets. It's how Wall Street buys. It's how the hedge funds mm-hmm. buy. Uh, private equity buys deals. You could hedge. You put all the debt, or the, all the bad assets mm-hmm. in one vehicle. It's called an SPV. It's mm-hmm. basically an LLC. Mm-hmm. And then you put it, all the positive and the employees in the other. Mm-hmm. And then you also have no liability. So you could actually, ah. if everything goes bad, you could actually mm-hmm. have be, you're not, you have nothing in your name and nothing, no risk against you, but the way to acquire businesses. And you can also use the cash flow, the assets from the business. You could say, Hey, well, you have accounts receivable. Mm-hmm. You also have net, you know, net 70 or net 75 or whatever. You could say, well, we'll bring it down to here. We'll mm-hmm. take that cash flow. People will finance on the cash flow mm-hmm. to use as down payment. And you could also use some of the seller financing, or you could bring in investors, individual investors to invest into the mm-hmm. buying, the, acquiring the, the HVAC business. Right. And if you're buying it, like right now, some people are, you know, new administration, the tax might change. So mm-hmm. some people might not want to like deal with like, up, you know, the tax are going to go up, corporate taxes. So they'll be like, you know what? I've had this for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Let me just get out now. I right. don't want to deal right. with it. There's always mm-hmm. people like that. Mm-hmm. Approach those people. Even if it's one out of every hundred to want to sell, that's a great opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. And that's your highest, most likely prospect to acquire. Use the SPV, use the cash flow or assets, mm-hmm. asset-based finance. Use uh, bring in other investors if you need to, and that's why acquire. And then you're acquiring an average business in the U.S. sells for like a 2.25 or 2.5 EBITDA. Mm-hmm. So, if you acquire, let's say, and once you hit, let's say, typical HVAC is like two and a half, three million mm-hmm. for plumbing, typical business. Mm-hmm. You acquire, let's say, I'm trying to put pull three together. I get 10 million, mm-hmm. two two million EBITDA or cash flow after all expenses. Mm-hmm. Instead of buying, you know, I remember we were buying each one at two, two and a half and right. using other financing. Mm-hmm. Now we go to private equity. Private equity will buy their seven or eight multiple. Mm-hmm. So you bought it two and now it's selling at seven and eight plus mm-hmm. your cash flow, plus you're not using your money, you're using other investors mm-hmm. or the business seller financing plus the cash flow from mm-hmm. the the uh, inventory or, or the products. Mm-hmm. So you can wait to get a you know, nice multiple on your money and, you know, 
Right. Could be. It's a really high level strategy right there. Yeah. You know, and, and clearly you have to have knowledge about those industries and, and, you know, and, and buy a business that is an ongoing concern. Um, now, that said, there are probably an awful lot right now that are struggling, you know, that are great businesses, but because of, of pandemic and, and various things, they're, they're struggling a bit. Um, but, you know, you, you at least have to know enough to be able to manage them or hire the people that you trust to manage yeah, them. Yeah. Um, you know, you you might not have to know how to to fix that widgety doohickey thing with the water pump, but you know, if you know that you've hired the right people to do it, that's really what it takes. And usually, what you do too, also, in regards to that, you also usually want to hire this the second in charge. You kind of give them a higher, give them equity. They've been right, there the right. longest. Yeah, make it make, make them, it worth bring it. Bring an for operational them. manager. Usually, mm-hmm. bring an operational manager, and then you also have like a transition where you pay. You do the seller finance, you do like a three or four year, uh, you take the cash flow and you pay them per year for like three or four years. And you say, hey, you have to stay on for like two years as right. a consultant right. or three years. You have mm-hmm. them plus the second person, plus mm-hmm. an operational manager to run the day to day. So that covers, that hedges against it. Plus the yeah. SPV mm-hmm. is a legal entity. You could literally lose everything and you have nothing on your plate. It's really high right. level. It's what Wall Street mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Um, but then also... For like, you know, including with the digital marketing side, you mm-hmm. could also, if somebody just wants to do a trade barter, what you could do too is do like a phantom equity. So mm-hmm. you could say, hey, I see instead of me charging, which I've just, uh, I just picked up multi-location practice mm-hmm. for digital marketing. And one thing we're going to do too, they're doing like, they have multiple, they have like a senior uh, geriatrics and they also have mm-hmm. um, family, like family health. And then they also have mm-hmm. uh Dermatology, they have like mm-hmm. multiple practices and now they're building out like IV therapy, oh, okay. um, anti-aging and like the mm-hmm. stem cell therapy, more of the advanced, you know, biohacking, of, you know, mm-hmm. quality of life, you know, preventative health type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they want to franchise the model. So I'm doing, a, you know, a percentage plus, you know, if we, we see how the partnership goes, then we'll put, do like a phantom equity and then I'm going to have multiple locations and also be like my agency will be the marketing. If they franchise it, we're still trying to figure out the details, but Either I could do like a percentage of equity mm-hmm. from every location and or do uh, be the exclusive marketing agency. You know, like when you have like a franchise, you have like you have allocation towards marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we provide that and we build a team accordingly just for that brand. So just being creative like that and thinking outside the box. And they're like that because it's less overhead for them. They have no, somebody they know, like and trust that can perform and you can build when you have skin in the game or a partnership like that, you're more committed than just a fee. And a fee base sounds great, but if you could have equity or phantom equity, mm-hmm. the benefit for phantom equity, you're not taxed immediately up front. Mm-hmm. So if you take a regular equity, your tax bill for that year, it could be heavier. So if you do phantom equity, mm-hmm. the way to kind of mitigate your taxes over time. So, mm-hmm. Okay. So for many people, what you said just went over their heads. <laughs> and so do you work with people to help them through this process? Or is this is, just your own I mean, this experience? This is me just being creative. Okay. I've had, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. See there, I just gave you another idea for another business. I'll expect yeah. some. I'll expect some kickback from that. <laughs> yeah. So Revenue Send, that's the one that we do a lot. Of, I have two business. Right. So mm-hmm. I have the Revenue Send is a digital marketing agency, and that's where we do one client per month, and everything else is more education. Component mm-hmm. Side. And then I have another SPV. We have it's called BusinessCashOut.com. That's mm-hmm. the website, but. We're mainly just focused on HVAC businesses, mm-hmm. but either of them to combine, if I like some, I talk to like business owners, I see an opportunity where I could have a solution. Like, Hey, would this make sense? Or we could do a revenue mm-hmm. share. It's right. more creative and it's more mm-hmm. high level than just the fee based. Mm-hmm. And it's more skin in the game. We could get, I also do like warranty two day consulting mm-hmm. where I kind of come in. So I'd say, instead of me charging and I'm pretty expensive, 
uh, <laughs> share front, but uh, and say, hey, can I get maybe a percentage of revenue share? What makes more sense to you and your business? Mm-hmm. I can already see the where we needs to mm-hmm. where you need to kind of you know navigate accordingly. And then with digital, the best thing about digital is everything is online right now. So mm-hmm. like the skill sets in digital, it's like I advertise in all kinds of different things. I do mailers. I do. Uh, I've done TV. I've mm-hmm. done build, like, electric uh, electric billboards. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously magazine ads, you know, trade publications, but the trade shows, and I speak mm-hmm. of trade shows sometimes, but the one that's the most predictable is Facebook, LinkedIn, Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you put an X amount of dollars in, you get X one mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. On, on demand. And the algorithm finds, once you have mm-hmm. an offer, the right solution in the right market, you know, Dan Kennedy calls the right message market mm-hmm. fit, mm-hmm. Uh, market media fit. Mm-hmm. You literally just put an dollar, you get $3 back or $4 mm-hmm. back or whatever your offer is, you just keep putting it in, putting mm-hmm. it in. And that's the beauty right now with digital marketing is could, for the next five or six years, it's, I think it's, it's still, it's kind of like the old wild, wild west from back mm-hmm. California and you know, San Fran, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like that right now. We have a couple of years where it's still, now we're starting to see too, the government's starting to crack down. Like, Hey, there's too much information about you. Right. you know, right. Apple and Facebook just had a huge fallout. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> and Google, and then, so Google also is going to have less pixels than like, next year 2022 mm-hmm. pretty sure mm-hmm. so there's going to be more um there's going to be more regulations and mm-hmm. things of that nature but there's still a room the key mm-hmm. is to get the clients to become treat them right. well put them in your mm-hmm. get them in your email list mm-hmm. get them in events get them in part of your your mm-hmm. you know, right and, and of course the key in that is exactly what you said getting them off of that and yep. into your own you know because yep. you never know when those platforms could change, could go away, could decide, you know, they're going to charge you, all those things. So so you want to get that data appropriately and legally, you know, so, you know, this isn't just, you know, we're going to take your LinkedIn database and download it. Um, you know, get people to go to your, you know, you, you run a Facebook ad, you get them to go to the website, they sign up to get your newsletter. That's the the way to to, to get their information. Yeah, and it's it's so powerful, and and depending on your business model, like the way it's kind of hedging now too, because everyone's there's six and a half. I don't know exact number. It went down a little bit. It used to be up to about seven million advertisers on Facebook, but it gets it's getting more and more costly. And then we also know just what I alluded to before, just mentioned before, with Facebook and Apple, the retargeting, which is basically once you go on a website, it kind of follows you around the internet. Right. They're not they're not keeping track of all mm-hmm. the data because people have the choice to opt mm-hmm. out, and that was kind of like, you know, that was the big value of it because mm-hmm. you follow up to people like you right. do a video right. follow-up it's mm-hmm. like one tenth or one twenty mm-hmm. of a penny mm-hmm. to follow up with a video message to somebody based on what website you went to or what you talked yep. to before it just can't get that anywhere right. <laughs> you right. can literally right. measure it well and you know for for people that complain about facebook and, and things like that i mean you know it's for one thing, as as the consumer, we use it for free. So, uh, you know, that's kind of what I tell yep. people is, you know, you, you use it for free. Therefore, they get to do what they want with it. They have to make their money somehow, you yep. know, and, and so they do that by selling the ads. And, you know, it's, it, it's, it's always when, you know, especially to kind of play the game, you know, like I've decided, um, you know, we, uh, we, during the pandemic, you know, my husband has been home officing um, and he will continue that. I mean, his business has already said, you know, this is pretty much it. And so we we thought about it. We thought, okay, in the last 10 months, how many times have we needed both of our cars at the same time? Five, maybe. Right. I mean, you know, just just not a lot. Be, and now part of that is because I'm not going to events and, and you know, meetings and, and things like that. But, you know, and, and so we said, well, why have that expense of that second car? 
But then I immediately thought, oh, I want to buy a little pickup. <laughs> you know? and, you know, because we go to the garden store. I mean, all these yep. various things. And and you hate putting that stuff in the good vehicles. And and so, you know, so all I did was go to one of my browsers on one of my mini machines and typed in just one of the names. That's all I needed to do. Now I'm getting Facebook ads. That's you know, yep. I'm getting, I don't have to research. It comes to me. Now, yeah. of course, I realize that this is paid. I mean, you know, that yep. it, it was it's coming to me because you know, of, of, you know, and, and so I still have to do my own research. I mean, you know, it's, if it shows me say consumer reports, well, it's their version of their product on consumer reports. I mean, you know, all right. those various things, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, we, we do that. And, but I, I tell people, you know, who are, who are thinking about doing Facebook ads, I tell them, you know, this is how Facebook makes its money. You know, let's, let's forget that it's, you know, a stock, but this is, you know, this is, is how it makes its money. Therefore, it wants the advertisers to be happy and to do it again. And yep. so Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, all of the, the ones that, that have advertising, they really work with you to, to get you to be happy. You know, they don't, they don't want you going, well, I just wasted a hundred bucks. I got absolutely nothing. No, they're going to help you target. They're going to help you write the message. I mean, all of these various things. And, and I, you know, I say help a little, a little cautiously because it's not like there's, you know, they're going to come sit at your desk and really help you. But, but there is, you know, there, there's support out there if you want to want to do things like that. But of course, the nice thing is it's still somewhat, you know, and obviously it depends on what you're advertising, all sorts of things, you know, fairly inexpensive. Um, you know, it's, it's much better than say a, t- a television ad yeah. or, um, you know, some things like that. And so I think that's where a lot of people really need to be thinking about is, you know, should they be doing online advertising? And in many cases, that answer is yes. Yeah, at least for the next few years. And this is the time to do it. Like it's going to be, it's going to be separate the other people. It gives you an opportunity of even the playing field. Mm-hmm. The ones, the big, the big market dominators, like mm-hmm. look, say it's an HVAC and they're plumbing and they have like TV commercials every hour, right. billboards everywhere. It's given an opportunity to give you a brand presence mm-hmm. wherever you want your local market and in front of people all the time. Right. Select mm-hmm. income. Well, you, they keep changing all the different uh, targeting. It keeps yeah, getting more but, and more but you can get but that target. You can make your small specific. area and you mm-hmm. could, you know, it used to be like anything. You'd be like, oh, they have how many credit cards? Mm-hmm. 15, you want 20 credit right. cards. You could target mm-hmm. credit cards income. Like that's the old way. Now with, uh, and then especially now they've kind of pulled back to it, like housing and credit and mm-hmm. uh, some other stipulations. Anything that mm-hmm. starts getting too invasive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, the Congress right. and the government is back at Yeah, I mean, well, HVAC, you're going to want yeah. to only have it be shown within, say, yeah, a 10-mile radius. Brick and mortar, or, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and a homeowner, um, you know, various things. And and we've always done that. I mean, you know, I remember years ago when we did direct direct mail campaigns, mm-hmm. you know, those they, we actually had these printed things that we that went out in the mail. Um, and, you know, and we would figure out, okay, well, this part of town, probably not going to use our services. This part of town probably will. Um, now we didn't, you know, you, you could get it down to income. I mean, all sorts of things. And, you know, and, and depending on how much you wanted to pay for the list, I mean, you could get it down to, it wasn't going to say resident or occupant. It was going to have the person's name, um, mm-hmm. you know, so then you thought, oh, this really did come to me. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was, and so we've been doing this for years. And so, you know, digital online advertising, they're just doing the same thing. It's just online. 
Yeah, and you can actually do a, co- a combination of both. You could do a uh, yeah. post office now has the ED, right. every door direct mm-hmm. mail, mm-hmm. and it's very affordable. So it goes, mm-hmm. you could literally pick routes mm-hmm. and you could say, I want income or this street mm-hmm. and has yep. 300 houses or the, mm-hmm. you know, 20 businesses mm-hmm. and it just yep. goes to them only. Mm-hmm. And then you could have, you could from a five by five to like a 12 by 12. Mm-hmm. The key with uh, direct mail is I think it's just having a core offer. Mm-hmm. You know, the demographics mm-hmm. have an offer, a statement to drive them to the website mm-hmm. or call your phone and right. record the phone call with call rail. It still works. You're hitting it from multiple angles and mm-hmm. it's cheap. Everyday direct mail. You can oh, yeah. Yeah. 30 cents, 50 mm-hmm. cents, uh, like a mm-hmm. uh, compared to it's way mm-hmm. cheaper than actual postage because mm-hmm. it's efficiency right. for the model. And you could literally, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, you could pick the, the path and you could mm-hmm. do a combination where you're hitting them from all, multiple mm-hmm. angles. Yep. And then how Comcast does for TV, they have the, not every market is Comcast, but it's one of the biggest TV providers. They have a, uh, the name of it, but they, I did it a couple years ago, but I had B2B. It's B, it only works for B2C, but I just want to say I had TV commercials for Revitus then. Uh, but you can start for like five or 600 bucks mm-hmm. and you can do like, you can pick the channels like history or packages mm-hmm. and you can pick the cities. So it's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Right. But having multiple angles, I mean, marketing always works mm-hmm. if it's measurable and then you have offers and you know mm-hmm. every time how many calls or how many people come in, you have systems process and a team that could convert them. If you could convert them profitably, you could scale your business accordingly. Right, right. You know, and and I mean, it's it's marketing one hundred and one. Whatever you're you're using, I mean, you you need to measure it. You need to track it. All of those various things. You know, because if you don't have those, then you don't know if it's successful. You know, and and so then you're going to think, well, why should I spend my money, my time, my energy doing that again? Um, you know, and and it, it's funny. Years ago, I used to work for the American Cancer Society, and we were getting ready to to run a, a campaign, and they said, well, how will we know? You know, the the, the bosses above me, how will will we know if what we were doing was effective? And even back then, I said the the really easy way is we have a separate phone number for it. So we know that, you know, that number that they called. Now, are you going to have people who look them up in the phone book and all that? Sure, you're going to have that. But the majority were going to use that number, whether it was registering for the event or making a donation or whatever. And, And of course, now there's that little thing called Google what is it? Google phone. Um, and, and now, you know, you shouldn't use this if you're a big business probably, but if you're, you know, a a fairly small test market or something, it's a free number, you know, and, and even, even through the, the various services, numbers are not all that expensive. Um, you know, and, and so you can buy it, you know, obviously specific, uh, email addresses that you're directing them to landing pages. I mean, all of those various things should be tracked, um, you know, so that you know, okay, well, this specific ad that I ran on Facebook got me this. This one, not so much. Okay, so we're either going to tweak it or, you know, do something different or just not do it again. But we're going to, you know, and, and so, yeah, it, it you have to be able to measure these things to know if they're successful or if, if you know, what changes you need to be making. Yeah, what what is measured grows. So, yeah. and you'd be surprised though, any business, a lot of times once I get like, hit the two, two million plus between mm-hmm. the two to five in a small mm-hmm. range. A lot of times they're not even like, they're just doing marketing. They have some that they're measuring, but a lot of times they're just like, oh, I'm just keep doing marketing. Cause I'm yeah. growing. Oh, we're going to try they're this. We're going to try that. I tell people it's the I squirrel thing. I got yeah. this. The bright, shiny object. Oh, let's try this now. Yeah. Um, you know, I had somebody the other, the other day say to me, Hey, we want to try TikTok." I said, why? And, and they said, well, because it's the up and coming thing. And I said, 
are the people you care about on TikTok? And they went, yeah, the demographics young. Hmm. You know, and, or the, yeah, the other new thing, Clubhouse. I mean, right? You know, yeah. it was it was huge for for you. Know, now I don't even see very much about Clubhouse. I think Clubhouse has kind of come and gone. Really, yeah. yeah I, mean, I think but, it's the scarcity fact. I mean, I, I joined a couple. Yeah, months when ago, you had to I, have an invitation, that's yeah, always the, the key. Yeah, it's, it's like exclusivity. It's like like if you're younger and you want to go to a nightclub and like you can't mm-hmm. get in ropes or whatever it is or sitting closer front mm-hmm. row in a baseball right. game same premise but mm-hmm. so people want to have that mm-hmm. you know the feeling but a lot of one thing i don't like about it is like it's kind of like this energy like kind of what you mentioned the millennials and some of the people not just millennials general but there's people mm-hmm. that read one book one course mm-hmm. and now they start a chat room and now they're dictating like oh this they're not experts they don't have right. thousands of hours like mm-hmm. Malcolm Gladwell says mm-hmm. they don't have four or five years industry mm-hmm. or done anything anything that mm-hmm. now they're hosting a room and now they're the expert but uh-huh. only expert for just hoping the group right. and they're, they're an expert because they call themselves the expert <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and that platform mm-hmm. kind of makes it and you're like I listen to a couple I'm like mm-hmm. I wouldn't even hire these people in one of my right. business like and they're the expert I'm like mm-hmm. no so I haven't yeah. I haven't allocated any time mm-hmm. to it but in, what you mentioned too it's like that yeah with digital marketing Facebook mm-hmm. Facebook has the best data uh LinkedIn's supposed to have the highest mm-hmm. demographic mm-hmm. uh it's not as targeting it's not as good mm-hmm. Google if you can measure if you really know how to target mm-hmm. like Google's got a more complicated backend for yeah. like not really from their digital but mm-hmm. it's the Depending on the, what your niche is, you could mm-hmm. literally put X amount of in. It's mm-hmm. higher tickets, really good. Facebook's good for like e-commerce, mm-hmm. local local businesses, things of that nature. TikTok, remember on Snapchat? Uh, I've tried Snapchat. I didn't have much. You get a lot of link clicks, mm-hmm. but if you look at the demographics, you could look at research. The t- average TikTok person, mm-hmm. most kids don't even have a credit card until like twenty one. Right. Yeah, and so and if you're so going if after a younger demographic, it's like yeah. Mm-hmm. You would maybe a local I mean, movie theaters aren't even open, like a movie theater. They're not even going to movie theaters. I guess like Netflix, it'd be like for like Netflix, mm-hmm. download apps, things yeah. of that nature. It has mm-hmm. to pertain to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, like basically like that type of demographic you know, mm-hmm. where they use other parents' money, Netflix, mm-hmm. TV shows, you know, yep. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if you're selling a product, you're not going to get much in there. No, no. Facebook's yeah. the best. I think mm-hmm. Facebook's still the best overall. Right. Mm-hmm. Just because well, of the and, so yeah, I mean, just the sheer numbers, um, you know, I mean, that's, that's the it. thing. And, but, you know, I, I always tell people, you know, if your audience is there, then that's where you need to be. Even if yeah. you don't like it, um, you know, because that's the other thing. Well, I don't like Facebook. Well, I don't care. You know, people maybe you don't like it. TV either. But if the people that you are trying to sell your product or service to are watching TV, the history channel, then you had better be advertising or at least considering advertising there um you know it, it, just because you like something better no um you know and so that's where you have to know your clients and you have to know your potential clients um you know and 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 we've talked on this program before about that's you know the, the most important thing is figure out who that niche is yeah. um you know because you know we can't say everybody we always want to right well who who are you trying to everybody no you know nobody nobody sells their product to everyone doesn't matter what it is you know because there's price points there's i mean there's all sorts of different things and and so you have to narrow it down and and as small business owners especially if you're starting out that's scary because you're thinking well, but 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 i'm i'm leaving people out well you know if they're interested, they'll somehow find it. But you you don't want to waste money on the people who really aren't going to to be buying your product or your service. Yeah, focus on Russell Brunson. He takes all of his stuff from Dan Kennedy, mm-hmm. uh, classic marketer. But um, which everyone you're probably mm-hmm. familiar with him. Dan Kennedy, Gallion Halbert from like mm-hmm. the 80s, 90s. Um, 
thousand people is all you need to have a million dollar business, thousand Raven fans. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you also have the Chet Holmes, like he was right. a big speaker with uh, Tony Robbins back in the day. He had the dream 100, which is to really grow your business, get, find your top 100 prospects, mm-hmm. even if it's way out of your mm-hmm. realm, market to them, hit them from different mm-hmm. angles, be creative, send mailers and mm-hmm. gifts to them. and just really random mm-hmm. stuff to get in front of them. Mm-hmm. That's unusual. Right. And right. then if one of those clients could be worth two or 300,000, mm-hmm. you get a couple of them. That's the quickest yeah. way to go. Yeah. Well, and you want them then to be your raving fans and be telling everybody about you. That's what you know, is, everybody yes. so always forgets about word of mouth. That you person know? basically mm-hmm. builds you up into either another network or they just put a lot of capital in your business or think that's basically the whole mm-hmm. premise of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, but it, it's something that people tend to forget or, you know, they, they are the, you know, thinking about the, the next bright, shiny object. No, you know, stick with what niche works. Down. Mm-hmm. Fit, yeah. well, the riches are in the niches. The more granular, mm-hmm. the more like, like we were, like you mentioned, like beach fat climbing, go to, the, go where people don't want to go. And you're going to have mm-hmm. a blue ocean. Like if everyone's right. doing digital marketing, mm-hmm. kind of happening, like, mm-hmm. so we just do more of a consulting high level. Mm-hmm. And then we have the educational and we mm-hmm. turn out more like three out of mm-hmm three out of every four people. So mm-hmm. that would also take them on because we would know that there was people going to try, you know, transition to mm-hmm. the three months and go on to the next marketing. So we don't want those clients. We want people mm-hmm. like leaders in the market. Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of was mobile home parks. Like mm-hmm. you go where the niches are mm-hmm. where people are like focused on. If everyone in the house is flipping a house, they're all watching HGTV and every mm-hmm. show is about flipping houses. Mm-hmm. And then there's seminars, like 500 people in the same well, Right. Two years ago, when they come back on, mm-hmm. everyone's flipping a house mm-hmm. in the same town for the three available for sale by Fizbo's, <laughs> you think that's a really good opportunity? And then no. you have to get it. So no, find, no. find the niches where people, that some people, mm-hmm. you can live the lifestyle you want from the income you make from mm-hmm. those other businesses and serve those people that need it. Mm-hmm. And that's the quickest way to grow is to find little niches that more people would just pass by. It's mm-hmm. the quickest way to grow. Right. Yeah, and speaking of niches, I want to talk about the the mobile home parks that that and and because it's so funny because you know that the one of the first things that people ew trailers ew um you know, and of course you know many look like a a a home well they yep. you know as in you know they they don't look like a trailer and but you know I, I have to share so I'm I'm a huge Big Bang Theory Big Bang Theory fan um okay. you know and and so I still remember the episode where Penny's father came to visit and he was telling Leonard he said I really need you to marry my daughter because I don't want her marrying somebody who has a house on wheels <laughs> and you know and so, I mean and but that that kind of you know people do think that and and of course the the situation is that you're going to have any type of good and bad housing. doesn't matter, you know, yep. if it's the, the million dollar mansion or, yep. or not, but um, you know, the thing about mobile homes is they're, they're affordable. And especially now, I mean, that's going to be something that the people are looking at. There's um, you know, there's, there's so many advantages to purchasing mobile homes. And so tell us about that because that really does <laughs> fascinate me. Yeah, it's it's unusual because I when I got into space about fifteen years ago with my dad, um, I would tell my friends and they're like, you know, they do the ew, like, they go, yeah, ew, right? like, yeah, especially mm-hmm. in their twenties, step like, back, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they're like, what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, why do you want to get involved with that? Uh-huh. I'm like, because that's the one that's mm-hmm. doing the best and it mm-hmm. serves a need. Yep. There's sixty million Americans that need affordable uh-huh. housing, yep. only twelve million mobile homes, mm-hmm. and forty four thousand parks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, at any given time, there's such a huge mm-hmm. supply and demand where you mm-hmm. need. 
people need the housing and they just don't have availability to mm-hmm. it. And there's different types of products. There's one, right. one through five scales. Like a one and two is kind of like what you mentioned, like every time there's a cop TV show, they're like, yeah, they're, they're there. Those are the ones that yeah. you see on there. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it could be any real estate. It could be the slumlord that owns the right. apartment complex, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. or it could be the house in the end of town mm-hmm. that hasn't painted, you know, the outside mm-hmm. of it, you know, or it's been abandoned or had mm-hmm. a fire. It doesn't matter what type of real estate. There's always, Right now, but abandoned mall retail properties. There were malls five years ago. <laughs> oh yeah, all these <laughs> malls are going under because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everyone's on e-commerce and mm-hmm. using digital marketing, so they can mm-hmm. acquire customers cheaper and they don't have the rent. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the mobile the mobile home park space. I have two solutions. I have the Mobile Home Wealth Academy, mm-hmm. and then I have the Midwest Park Capital. Midwest Park mm-hmm. Capital acquires the parks through accredited investors, mm-hmm. which means you have to make two or three hundred two hundred thousand singly, mm-hmm. or three hundred thousand as a married couple for the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Mm-hmm and or have a million dollar liquid net worth mm-hmm. not including your house and so it's a way for them to get involved with mm-hmm. getting a passive inv- mm-hmm. investment that has been the strongest real estate for the last 50 years it was the strongest last year by mm-hmm. far there was a um, kind of allude to the statement was green street data is a data source of all commercial real estate and like you said malls mm-hmm. like a 28 percent negative property value last year 28 negative <laughs> uh hotels negative 25 mm-hmm. Uh, like anything, everything logically makes sense. I mean, right. we know they're not open. Nobody's going there. Mm-hmm. Um, and retail properties down to negative eight. But home parks went up 12% increased mm-hmm. value. Mm-hmm. So just because of supply and demand. And then mm-hmm. for the park side of it, that's just a great way to get involved with like a really, all Wall Street's really big into it. Private equities, uh, all the billionaires are really into our space because they see supply and demand and it's the strongest performing, mm-hmm. lowest failure rate, mm-hmm. highest returns and has the best tax benefits too, which mm-hmm. is all these crazy anomalies mm-hmm. all in one. But in the in the Mobile Home Wealth Academy, which is like teaching the 88% of people aren't accredited investors. So I'm like, well, if I'm already doing the marketing, I could do an online course. Uh, they log in, we bring in experts. I could teach people mm-hmm. how to flip houses compared to like flipping homes. We need, you know, 20% down. You need a 700 credit. You need all these other things. Mm-hmm. This is the easy way. Mm-hmm. And mobile homes start at a couple grand, if a grand right. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right, because their value is just less. Yeah, and there's all different parks. I mean, homes. So they could have mm-hmm. homes that are like that. You could have double wides or newer. A brand new mobile homes, 80,000 mm-hmm. typically. Right. But a newer, older home, mm-hmm. late 70s, early 80s, five grand, mm-hmm. put a couple grand in it, five mm-hmm. or $7,000 profit, maybe $10,000 profit. Mm-hmm. And the beauty for that is, the Americans that need the affordable housing, instead of going by an eighty thousand dollar house, now they have a fully remodeled house for fifteen thousand dollars. Right, right. Yeah, in in a nice area that is yep. well maintained. I mean, yep. you know, all sorts of of really good benefits. Yeah, and it's like most of the parks are like once we go for on the fun or three or four star or the five mm-hmm. star or like waterfront, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking one, Arizona, you know, yeah, and, and because that's Coast, retirement. Yeah. You know, there's yeah, there's a lot Florida, of people who've moved there for uh, retirement. Yeah, there and then there's five star ones too. They're mm-hmm. astronomical. Like there was a park that was just sold uh, September. Chicago bought it mm-hmm. for like one park, two hundred thirty-eight million. Whoa! So, and then there's also like Paradise Cove in Malibu, mm-hmm. and that Matthew McConaughey used to live there. Pamela Anderson, uh, Betsy Johnson, the mm-hmm. designer, and I forgot some Hollywood directors. Mm-hmm. It's right on the ocean, mm-hmm. right on pristine, like the highway, whatever that, mm-hmm. whatever that famous highway is, Pacific Coast Highway, yep. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the homes go for two million to six million for a mobile home. Wow! But next door, the house is fifty, a hundred million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right. On the same beach, mm-hmm. walk, and then mm-hmm. so, and then they only pay thirty nine dollar uh, instead of all these huge taxes. I think it's a thirty nine dollar mm-hmm. recreation vehicle mm-hmm. tax or some right. And all the neighbors, yeah, like, yeah, because it, it is mobile. I mean, that's that's you know, even though it might not have moved in 30, 40 years, they never do. Yeah, they never move. They once yeah. they go on ninety five percent, they never move. 
So, yeah, if you had to move them, the tires are no good and all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, they're on axles. And then you also, you don't want to move something that's been connected to a foundation for no, you know, no, 30, because it, yeah, it, it's going to shift. And, mm-hmm. and then you put it up on a semi and drive down the road. And that's another reason why it's such mm-hmm. uh, it has such a strong uh, valuation. It's been successful because mm-hmm. even to move it across the street, mm-hmm. you have to unplug, the, uh, unplug all the mm-hmm. electrical plumbing, all right. that, and then hire a licensed plumber, mm-hmm. special semi truck. Mm-hmm. Right. It's <laughs> it's like moving a regular house. Five or I ten mean, grand yeah. to move it across the street, mm-hmm. literally. So, and right. that's why mm-hmm. that's why it's great to invest in them, and then also great mm-hmm. to like flip them. And flip them. Mm-hmm. One of the easiest things with the course we're trying to teach is it's this great way to give back and get mm-hmm. into real estate, and then use like digital, basic mm-hmm. Facebook Marketplace free mm-hmm. ads. It's a great way to sell it. Do mm-hmm. you do local driving the weekend? Go mm-hmm. look for the Fizbos. Mm-hmm. A lot of small parks. There's always a couple parks. Especially I know there's a lot by Atlanta too mm-hmm. or Georgia. Um, you drive around, you see a little regular sign, like realtors don't go for it because they're not yeah, going to work yeah. the weekend for a hundred buck commission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can go with that, mm-hmm. do like, I'll market on Facebook for you. You could do a contract before the contracts mm-hmm. and you can say, Hey, I'll market for you and whatever. Mm-hmm. What do you need to see from it? And then, you know, flip the contract basically and just put it on Facebook ads because they, mm-hmm. they are just going to have something called underprice them. You can mm-hmm. say, hey, I'll get you more. Right. And then you could put it out mm-hmm. to a bigger audience for free and make mm-hmm. a three or five grand mm-hmm. just for flipping the contract. Right. And well, and, you know, housing right they now. Time. Yeah, housing is at a premium right now yeah, um, for a variety too. of reasons, and you know, and 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 you know, and people really, I think, I think many people, especially because of the pandemic, are thinking we need to downsize. Um, you know, even if their income was not affected, I think there's still, you know, there's that little thing in the back of their head where they're thinking, eh, you know, this, this, you know, how long is this going to go on? Things like that. But more importantly, they're also thinking. And and we're seeing this. And I think we're really going to see it in the in the next several years. Is the the whole remote workplace? You know, we we've kind of talked about that a little bit. I think so many people are going to go. You know what? I don't have to live in Atlanta, in Chicago, in New York. Right. I can go live out in the boontoons of wherever, as long as I've got good Wi Fi. That's all I need. And they don't need the, the big house. They don't need, you know, all the amenities around them, you know, and, and so a mobile home might be exactly what there is, is going to suit their purpose, at least for, you know, maybe five years or so. And then they're going to go, okay, well, now we're ready to, to go somewhere else. You know, we're ready to retire, whatever. But, but you know, I could see this as, as being something that, that really can take off because of the whole mobile workforce thing. Yeah. To your point, like all the data backs that up, there's multiple, Stanford just did a study, uh, the mega trends of 2021, mm-hmm. almost everyone hit on the, like people moving out of the cities. You also mm-hmm. see Chicago, New York, New York never give concessions, like mm-hmm. buildings down the street from me. They're normally not give you, they give one month free. Now we're giving mm-hmm. three months free. And then they're also knocking $500 off. Mm-hmm. Like normally they've raised it up every year and you never right. get concessions. Right. Now they're just giving you whatever mm-hmm. because everyone's moving out. There's such a vacancy. Uh, also millennials, is we're seeing more millennials tra- like once it opens back up but traveling they want to be able to live in bali for six mm-hmm. months because they're working online anyway oh, so yeah, they rather live yeah. a mobile home here for cheap mm-hmm. and spend that money traveling mm-hmm. uh we have this tiny house trend mm-hmm. and then the biggest trend is the baby boomers ten thousand retiring every day mm-hmm. uh and 65 to 70 percent of them we don't the want those big houses with lots yeah. of stairs <laughs> Well, that's the exactly point. So the this mm-hmm. called the silver tsunami. That's kind of what they've mm-hmm. called it. It's going to be one third or two thirds of all mm-hmm. uh, houses are going to be in the market of the next 12 mm-hmm. to 15 years. And they're going to downsize like you alluded to. Mm-hmm. So certain markets can be overflooded with homes right. and then they're going to downsize mm-hmm. and one third are going to go to assisted living centers. Mm-hmm. The more affluent will go to assisted living centers, which are typically five, 6,000 mm-hmm. a month. 
-hmm. but the other ones they're going to either go to uh, mobile home parks mm -hmm. or and or uh, class D apartments uh, and especially if they mostly just have 30 35,000 mm -hmm. social security people are living longer I mean uh, savings plus social mm -hmm. security mm -hmm. we're the only option we're half the mm -hmm. price of a class C apartment right plus you have your own yard mm -hmm. plus you don't have neighbors knocking you don't you could pull your car like you mm -hmm. to your point mm -hmm. Just like an apartment building, most of the time those garden style apartments, they have two or three flights mm -hmm. you, and you have to park your car three blocks away. Mm -hmm. We could pull your car out in your carport or right mm -hmm. next to your house. I mean, sometimes you have a garage, mm -hmm. walk five steps, three steps mm -hmm. up and you're in your house. Right. So yeah. all these benefits. So we're mm -hmm. seeing, and that's already one third of our population. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see that trend, mm -hmm. the millennial trend for the next generation. Uh, plus, you know, as with the outsourcing and then also even with the $15 an hour, that gives, which is pretty much going to be hit more mm -hmm. new legislation. That just they're not just because you went from fifteen dollars an hour. That doesn't give you you're not going to go and buy a house with that. Right. <laughs> it just gives you a little more spending money. So it actually helps our niche even more because now they right. have more money for food, more mm -hmm. living. So all the trends like it's literally check, 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 mm -hmm. and that's why Wall Street's gotten so big in space. Mm -hmm. So people are looking for a niche that has like a good five year run, mobile home park investing, mm -hmm. and or flipping the mobile homes if you're not a credit investor or you don't have a lot of capital and you mm -hmm. want to get started. It's a great avenue because every trend and everything is just fits a line mm -hmm. perfectly and it's not oversaturated right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we hate that bad things happened in 2020, but you know, every time you have bad things, you have good things that come from it. Um, you know, and, and so that's, that I think is, is one of the things. And yeah, I mean, I can really see people going, okay, I can still have my own home. It's just going to be so much smaller, um, you know, and, and that's fine. You know, I, I look at those tiny homes and they totally fascinate me, but I have so much stuff. There'd be no way. Um, but um, but yeah, so, you know, they're, they're going to downsize. They're going to do that. But but yeah, the grounds are still taken care of. There's, you know, yep. all of those things. And, and as you said, they're not on top of each other, literally, right. like they are in an apartment or even exactly. a duplex or, or things like that. Um, and, and they're just, you know, they're going to you, you don't have an apartment typically that's going to have that much space unless you're really paying, yep. um, you know, and, and so that's, that's the other thing is you can get a lot of space for a lot less money. Yeah. And if you're getting uh, to your point, the average national apartment rent right now is still like 1300 for a two bedroom, 1250, 1300, right. right around there. That's average a small apartment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's not, it's two bedroom average, mm -hmm. 850,000 square feet, mm -hmm. two bed, like the same equivalent thousand square feet mobile home. Uh, you're probably paying 350, 450 mm -hmm. across the country. And they were right. saying, Back in the 50s, 60s, when mobile home parks first really got big, mm -hmm. uh, really being developed, mm -hmm. the average lot runs 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. So in order to cover inflation, if a uh, Duke professor of mm -hmm. uh, finance did a study, it said the average park should be 550 or 600 right now. Mm -hmm. So we're actually underpriced based on mm -hmm. inflation. A lot of these pep right. mom and pops have had these for mm -hmm. 40 years. Mm -hmm. They're already multimillionaire. They've already paid the park off. It's mm -hmm. cash flowing. They're making three, mm -hmm. 400. It's a bigger park, maybe close to a yeah. million dollars yeah. in cash flow. They don't care about raising it up an extra hundred mm -hmm. bucks so they can make an extra mm -hmm. 50 grand. So mm -hmm. there's opportunity to acquire it and still make money and still be mm -hmm. ethically fair and put some mm -hmm. capex and improve the grounds mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So. I love it. I love it. You know, and, and it's, I think it's something that so many people never even think about because yep. again, we've got that whole negative stereotype, um, you know, and, and it's, it's like, okay, just get over it folks. Um, you know, and, and cause green money's green money. Yep. <laughs> you know? Um, you know, and, and if you're providing great high quality homes for people for cheap, that's yep. yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the good thing. Well, oh my gosh, Jonathan, we are almost at the top of the hour. I always say, this is why I set a timer because we could go on forever. Mm -hmm. You have multiple websites. So mm -hmm. again, tell us where people find those. Sure. Yeah. Well, thanks again for having me on. 
Uh, it was fun. Revenue Sun is the digital marketing agency and we have consulting. So basically we do about one client per month. We're, if you're looking, we're creative. If you want to have us come in, set your stuff up from mm-hmm. Google, Facebook, websites, custom websites, high end, very high end. And mm-hmm. you actually want measurable growth, mm-hmm. typically like, a, like 750 million and above. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you're below that, that's kind of where the consulting angle comes in. Mm-hmm. And that's usually about a half million and above where you have some, you're not, we're not, we're not looking to do mm-hmm. complete turnarounds because mm-hmm. like if we <laughs> too much work for us in this, we're mm-hmm. too in demand right now, but that's revenue send. And then also if you're an HVAC, we have revenue send the educational slash mm-hmm. setup. That's a new offer coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, Mobile Home Wealth Academy is the flipping course. So it mm-hmm. teaches how to flip wholesale, uh, just basically how to get involved in mm-hmm. mobile home park. It's, if you're already looking to get involved in real estate, you want to get the cheapest form mm-hmm. of real estate, the easiest way to market mm-hmm. it, the less, least competition, don't need high credit. And we have like a full mm-hmm. step-by-step. We actually about when it starts warming up here, it's end of February, but next month we're going to actually record live Mm-hmm. We'll convert, like, here's how to fix oh, everything fun. step by step. And we have all the top, mm-hmm. because of the fun, mm-hmm. we have a lot of the top big people. I've gotten convinced them to come on. Like, here's how to get involved in the industry. Here's mm-hmm. tips. And there are no, no other websites or courses. Mm-hmm. So I'm really bringing all these like, high-level experts. And we have a private Facebook group and a year money-back guarantee. So we really want to help people. It's just a way for me to kind of get back. Uh, and it also helps our industry, too, because we're revitalizing these old homes and we're also providing for people that need affordable mm-hmm. housing instead of bringing all brand new homes in. So that's Mobile Home Wealth Academy. And if you're a credit investor and you want passive uh, income, equity growth, we're really known historically. Wall Street Journal did an article for the mm-hmm. last 12 years. Strong performing by mm-hmm. far, almost like tech stock like performance. Mm-hmm. Of the last housing crash, that's Midwest Park Capital. Mm-hmm. And another thing of Two, besides equity multiple, mobile home parks, which I kind of alluded to, have the best tax advantages. So that's mm-hmm. what really draws in a lot of people. We could depreciate the land at 15 years improvements. Wow. And 65 to 70% mm-hmm. of a mobile home park mm-hmm. where the homes sit on, especially in the Midwest, are sitting mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's depreciated. Plus, you have the bonus depreciation, mm-hmm. which might go away and cost integration. But we, if you want to lower your taxes, like we get a lot of lawyers, doctors, business mm-hmm. Small, mm-hmm. business owners, you want to have passive income. Mm-hmm top-performing, quarterly paths, and mobile home park is the way to go. So that's Midwest Mm -hmm. Park Capital. Great. I love it. I love it. And you're on LinkedIn. We found you on LinkedIn. Um, And so, you know, that's that's always a great place. Well, you know, Jonathan, we do just have about a a minute left. So is there any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? I just think, yeah, like take advantage of this opportunity right now. Like this, like you said, that's when some people see challenges, look at it as mm-hmm. an opportunity. So it was a great growth year. So mm-hmm. like dig down, take advantage of this opportunity. Cause mm-hmm. like you said, it's probably going to turn around maybe not in the next six months, who knows whether it's going to fully go away the whole mm-hmm. COVID situation, but it's going to eventually go away. Most likely like unless some weird strand comes out. I, uh, <laughs> we'll adapt. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. we've gotten used to it. So maybe mm-hmm. everything's just going to be digital and like, mm-hmm. we're not going to have face to face relationships anymore, but um, just take the time and just use it for growth. And like, you know, invest in business, invest in your business, invest in yourself, invest in education, listen to podcasts like this, mm-hmm. continue to fill your brain and to go out and take action. And, you know, and at the end of the day, after you do all that, you could also get back to society, get involved with some different charities. And that's a way to make a positive impact, mm-hmm. protect your future and, you know, bring more value to the society. Perfect. I love it. Well, Jonathan, I've been having a great discussion with you and, um, you know, you've gotten so much great information, um, you know, and, and so I'm going to direct people to revenueascend.com and, and um, you know, and, and, but, you know, you've got your other sites. And so we want people to, to find those too. But I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a great discussion with Jonathan Tuttle. And until next time, everyone have a great day. 
Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.